I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January, or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. I've been podcasting since 2006. In that time, I've tried countless hosting platforms. But in August 2022, we switched to Transistor to power all of our shows here at True Story FM. And it's been a game changer. I love the Transistor allows unlimited podcasts and storage without extra charges. We can publish so much content. And we do. If you want to start up a podcast, do yourself a favor and host your show on Transistor. With their one-click publishing, you can get your new show onto all the major podcast directories effortlessly. And their website builder lets you quickly build custom sites for each show. The detailed analytics are invaluable, too. You can access all kinds of listener data anytime. Oh, and the versatile players allow you to embed episodes anywhere to reach new listeners. Plus, the team behind Transistor is super responsive and keeps making the platform even better. After using countless hosting services over 15 plus years, Transistor has been hands down the best podcast partner for us. If you want a hosting platform to take all the worry out of getting your podcast out into the world, go to thenextreel.com slash Transistor and check it out. Support our show and support your own show by going to thenextreel.com slash Transistor. Start growing your podcast today. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. A fine Saturday morning to you, gents. This is going to be a winner of a show. <laughs> Real top <laughs> shelf material. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so much fun. We all like top shelf. What is on our list this weekend? Speaking um, of top shelf. Andy's talking about his plans to go get arrested <laughs> in a movie right. theater. Well, hey, you know, the coronavirus, it's inspirational. This is not like when we were kids, right? And our parents would tell us, you know, when we were kids, we would just <laughs> go to a uh, like a chicken pox party. Remember that? Like two oh, generations ago? That was a legit thing. Yeah. And you know what the big problem with that is? We were just talking about this last night. Andy and I and my wife. Do tell. Well, they used to think that if you got chicken pox, then you wouldn't get shingles later on as an adult until they realized, no, that's, that's not true. That's completely backwards. 
<laughs> oh, science. Yes, science. <laughs> it's correlation causation. And the That's other, right. That's the other, right. The other example I use is when my oldest daughter was uh, an infant. They said, parents, don't put nightlights in the kids' bedrooms because when they grow up, they need glasses. Two really? years later. Wait, two, that, two, did they say that really? Yes, it was around 2000 maybe early 2001, research said they were seeing that kids that had nightlights as, as infants and young children were wear, had glasses later in life. And so they said, do not put them in there. Then two years later, they said, oh, wait, sorry, we realized that kids that have nightlights in their room, it's because the parents have poor vision, are wearing glasses, put them in there. <laughs> it's, a, it's not an environmental factor. It's a genetic issue. Jeez. Yay, correlation causation. That Let's learn something. Beautiful. That is delicious. <laughs> Yay, science. Uh, so good. Well, Science so, is always a little give and take. Right. Yeah, it's except when Matt Damon does it. When Matt Damon for, did science up on, on Mars, then, you know. He gets it all right. He he gets it all right. Makes Mostly. it only. And potatoes. And potatoes. Mm. <laughs> so are we uh, are we seeing anything? I will tell you, I am seeing a lot of things because my daughter just had her wisdom teeth out this morning. Oh, oh, did you guys prank her? Did you do any of that crazy little YouTube, you know, telling her fake stories? <laughs> That's the thing. Wait, you, what do you mean? You've Thanks never so. seen like this? Like when you were when no. you were out, you did this sort of thing? No, no, no. There was the kid. The there was a girl, and they. What did they do? They told her there was like a zombie apocalypse that happened and everything. And so that's why oh. they, they were in that. So they cut out of it. They're completely disoriented. They start making up stories. The, there was another one with a girl who. They gave her something and she thought she had Thor's hammer and she was like, and she hit her brother and he like pretended he got killed. And she's like, oh, no, I didn't mean to kill you with Thor's <laughs> hammer. <laughs> no, we did get some juicy video, though. First oh, okay. of all, of her exploring her face while it was still numb in oh. a wheelchair as they're wheeling her out. She's like <laughs> rubbing her fingers down her face like this, uh, <laughs> touching all her lips. And I mean, if it were if it had been in like split, it would have been damned horrifying. But uh, I was laughing my butt okay. off. And then we, we got her saying out loud, uh, recording messages to her brother about how much she loves him. Oh, that she has perfect. no memory oh, of excellent. that at all. That's but that's great. really good. That's gold. So anyway, we came home and we've just been stacking up movies. And so they're all movies that we've seen, uh, but they're all great movies. We had a great time with Now You See Me. Uh, and and then now you see me too. Those are both fantastic. We did. Uh, what else we do right now? We're doing. I tried to get him to do the Meg. I tried to get him to do the in, in Inception. You know, the top oh, of my personal yes. heap. She won't do those, but we're getting there. Why wouldn't she do Inception? Well, because she she's never seen Inception, that's, and she refuses to, to watch a movie. Up, yeah. It exact. That's oh. exactly right, Andy Nelson. Oh. She said, "I don't want to do me, a I've movie tried. that I haven't seen before." Oh yeah. <laughs> I can oh, I can respect so, that if I want to go in yeah. with a accurate you know representation of what that movie is. Okay, right, right. So that's right. that's where we are. We're just we're we're kind of going through the library of fun movies we've all seen. Oh yeah, so. that's always uh, nice. There, it turns nice out, day. spoiler, they are still fun. Uh, that's the good news. They're doing Tomb Raider right now. Alicia Vikander. Oh, that and, one. Okay, uh, you're not yeah. doing the old the, what two thousand Angelina Jolie. Angelina Jolie. No, we are not. Yeah. Okay. Are not. No. I don't know if. No. So, uh, well, I haven't seen the newest one, but I don't really know if. Those would be better or worse. <laughs> Include. Some, yeah. the, you new, know, the new Tomb Raider was fun. It was, it was the an accurate. The first one was okay. The second one was 
uh, yeah, no, it was, yeah, oh, yeah, no, but this yeah. one, this the, one is new, it's yeah. a prequel, yeah, yeah, and she is, she, I, I will say this, this is one of those movies like La Vie en Rose, where the central performance, in this case, Alicia Vikander, is she did some amazing things for this movie, and the movie isn't great, right? So, uh, I, I think she, she is. A stunning action performer, and I just, I, I just think she's just great. Did they but, put in the trailers for that Academy Award winner Alicia Vikander? Would that would that help the I, cause for that? <laughs> I don't know that that would have helped, but uh, yeah. I don't, I don't actually remember. I, yeah, no, I, I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. Yeah, there's certain too. movies me where too. it's like it probably just doesn't even matter to put that in there. Right, right, and, and Academy uh, Award winner Walton Goggins. They could have put that. Yes. You know Wait. what? I'll tell you. He actually was 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 good in this movie. He's he just you know he's it's pretty much his character in what was the shoot bang bang shoot 'em up western detective movie or series. What was that? Bang Justified. bang shoot 'em up detective. Justified. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you know okay. the bang bang shoot 'em up detective <laughs> series. Uh, yeah, it's pretty much his character in Justified, but in a jungle, and it's great. He's great. Yeah. I like him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know he didn't win an Oscar, Steve. No, I was, no, was going to say, what, did he get a writing credit on something? What? I don't, shut up. I don't understand. I think, I think he confused. was actually in, I, I, I'd have to check this, but I think he was in a short film that did win Best Short. Oh, okay. uh, I honestly just, I can't remember. It was a while back. The Accountant, is that it? Yes, The Accountant. Yes, he was in a short called The Accountant in 2001. Oh, okay. Which won Best Original Short Film. Oh, okay. Not the accountant with not the no that that was a little the, longer than that short, which is yeah. now supposed to be a series. Do you hear he said that? Yes, That's, I hear. Yeah. yeah, I would watch that series. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I would watch that series hard. Um, what do you think about your man Tom Hanks, Andy? Is he are he and oh. Rita going to be okay? Uh, you know they will be, but geez. It was the end of times. You know, what's funny is we get periodic updates from our agent about like um, all the different networks. I, I got to see if I can find this email because it made me chuckle out loud today when I was looking at it. Um, it was <laughs> it, it's like an update on which offices are closed, who's working from home, um, et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's like that sort of thing to kind of let people know as to what's going on as far as the different agencies, like they're not working from home as of this date. And it, it goes through agencies, it goes through networks and studios, all the prediction, different production companies, the different productions themselves, um, including a note that says almost every U.S. pilot in Toronto is shutting down or suspended. Um, and then at the very end, you go through this huge email listing everything, and including airlines and all the other stuff, baseball and stuff. And then at the very bottom, it says, the effing absolute worst. Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. It was like, okay, there, there you go. That's exactly what we needed to hear. <laughs> oh, good times. His picture, I think he posted on Instagram. It was uh, he had made a a Wilson. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Holding it up, that was that was very cute. That was he very looks cute. fine, and I liked his looks tweet. Fine. Uh, you know, including the "There's no crying in baseball." Let's all remember, there's no crying in baseball. Yeah, 
No, he's yeah. he's he's doing he's doing the right stuff. Yes. He's a very positive you person to too. He's the right person to be dealing with this in front of the world right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and to be taking the right actions. Like, let's just we don't have to panic, and also we can be socially responsible people, yeah. human beings. Yeah. Otherwise, Earth is canceled. Yeah, but no right. one's listening because everyone still is panicking. The lines in Costco are insane, and uh, I mean, we were just driving down the street coming home from picking the kids up and we pass a Walmart and the line of cars just trying to get into the parking lot <laughs> was like, it was like as bad as the lines at the checkout. It was, I was yeah. like, this is nuts. And I was like, I told my wife, let's just make sure we have toilet paper when we get home. I don't want to be fighting people in the aisles to just get a roll so I can wipe my butt. Luckily we're okay. <laughs> so do you guys, did you ever see that movie from like the mid nineties, the trigger effect? I did. Uh, oh, that's yeah. one where there's the power outage and everybody thinks it's Kyle like McLaughlin's in that, right? Yes. And everybody like right. freaks out and it's like over oh, just like a couple of days and everything breaks down and and it's just like, oh, no, it was just a power outage. And we were just in this small little isolated town and every everybody goes bonkers. That's what I'm worried about is people are acting like. It's something much larger than it is and, and doing ridiculous things. Like, I need all this bottled water. I'm like, your tap the works. water's fine. <laughs> yes, I know. I'm like, what are you doing? Why do you need all these things? You don't. It's not like, you know, yeah, it's not like well, anarchy. It, insist, everybody's going to be, if everybody's quarantined, yeah. people are still working. It's not like, oh, well, you know what? There's not going to be electricity next week. So good luck. Because all the electricity makers are going home. <laughs> That's right. This is the way I was telling you before the show. It feels to me like we humans only know how to prepare for one kind of disaster, mm -hmm. and that's like fire or right. earthquakes, and right. that's all you get. So Those anything are with the rock, you need, right? Right. Anything with the rock is, if the rock's been in a movie about it, that's what we expect. <laughs> that's exactly right. So uh, listen to scientists. Yes. And then and watch movies at home for two. Exactly. Weeks. And you'll be yes. fine. It will oh, blow yeah. by. We did. Oh, yeah. We did. Uh, we were involved in a project for National Geographic uh, Channel uh, seven years ago now, 2013, called American Blackout. And it was about, you know, a blackout in the States. You know, there's a power grid shut down across the country and you're following like five or six different families over the course of this week or two, however long it was. And it was, it's really kind of depressing yet insightful as to kind of see, you know, how people devolve so quickly in these situations. We're just yeah. not equipped to just sit back and, and relax and survive sanely. Uh, do we, shall we talk about movies? No, we're going to talk about notable releases. Hey, it's a go. new thing. What is a notable release, Steve? Would you tell us what we mean by notable releases? Okay, so, well, apparently there was there, apparently there was much debate and discussion on what we were going to include in this, but I agree with Andy that there's there's always you can't keep track of everything new that's available on streaming. Like it's you know now you can watch this on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon or whatever, but there are those key moments where something that you know is either getting a special release like a director's cut or a new edition of something, so uh, or something that hasn't been available for a while, like. Several months ago, I was telling everybody, go watch Drop Dead Gorgeous on Hulu because you haven't been able to see it in forever. It's out of print on DVD. This is your opportunity to see it while you can. Or a new Director's Cut or Collector's Edition. And, and what did Ray send us? He said... Uh, 
Glen Gary Glenn, Glenn Ross. Glen, Glen Gary Glenn Ross Collector's Edition Blu-ray. That's right. Coming Available out, uh, April 28th. Shout Factory does a great job of of putting together uh, special uh, special discs. They they are great at putting new special features together and uh, you know they've done some good releases. I really do enjoy what Shout Factory puts together. And they have that coming out along with Danger Diabolic, which is another one we talked about oh. which uh, is coming out in may along with a 4k upgrade of the deer hunter this is brilliant this is somebody that understands marketing <laughs> this comment about glengarry glen ross said a deluxe edition that comes with a set of steak knives would be nice <laughs> right or brass balls <laughs> <laughs> there you go exactly and we can't we can't actually not mention the fact that bamboozled which is a movie we'll be talking about a little later as we start putting together our plans for our list for next week um the fact that criterion is going to be releasing it uh next tuesday march 17th saint patrick's day what a what a perfect release for saint patrick's day just in time yeah what we're saying about those marketing tie-ins it's gonna come <laughs> yeah. in a green box yeah. adorned with clovers <laughs> people why is there a bamboozled <laughs> I'm interested to see is sometimes when they're doing these, because I'm a Criterion Channel subscriber, often something new like this will come out. And then a couple of weeks later, it'll show up on the Criterion Channel. So I'm I'm going to bide my time and see if Bamboozled shows up on the Criterion Channel because it's one that I never got to see in theaters. It wasn't one I caught on video anywhere. It just was in that time of my life where I didn't have time for Spike Lee movies or something. I don't know. So I'm very intrigued to see that's a weird time in your life well it's when you know you got little kids and stuff yeah yeah, young adult no time for spike lee (laughs) (laughs) older adult 20 something 30 something still no time for spike lee like those that's weird (laughs) that's a whole era that maybe we have a generation that we haven't really discussed enough so I'll, i'll it's one that yeah i Looking forward to seeing so then I can listen to the show. And then when we re-rank movies, I can contribute to ranking Bamboozled. Here, here. It, that's not a, a horrible one because Andy and I uh, agreed hard. We did. On the Spike Lee series. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah we were, we were okay. pretty happy with that series overall. Well, I didn't say we were happy. Oh, yeah. I just said we agreed. We agreed. Sorry. We agreed. Now you've spoiled we agreed. it. No, no. <laughs> I, I meant we agreed. We're, we just agreed. I take it back. I mean, we just agreed. <laughs> uh shall we talk about trailers let's I, I steve i'm thrilled that you get to kick it off with the prequel to a trailer that i i did a few um months ago the banana splits so I, i'm thrilled <laughs> that this prequel is out there hoping that joke was gonna be coming because i didn't want to make it i'm glad you, you know did. i'm going to <laughs> yes i know oh Yes. So this is Banana Split. It's coming March 27th. So it's it, the date on IMDb. So it says Banana Split tw- 2018 film. So I guess this is one that sort of has just been out there trying to find distribution for a couple of years. But it is right there in my wheelhouse of you've got high school kids. And this is, uh, to me, very reminiscent of like a book smart because you've got two two girls that are, you know, friends and just, you know, dealing with boys and, and all of that stuff. But what drew me into this one is our main character 
is uh, April, played by Hannah Marks. And I was watching this trailer, and I thought, why does she look so familiar? And then it hit me. I remembered her from Dirk Gently's Holistic Detec- Detective Agency. She plays um, Elijah Wood's sister. In wow. That. Hmm. that is exactly it. Oh, yes. Steve. Yes. And she's fabulous. She's fabulous in that series. And she actually... Uh, was one of the writers on this as well. And it just, it hits all those great teen moments from uh, Nick Langdon's review of Lady Bird that I saw. I can say, Nick, this probably isn't going to be your kind of film. <laughs> but what I, again, it's all it's all about the girls on this one. It's, you know, girls dealing with boys and the 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 one girl gets dumped and then the new girlfriend and the two the two girls bond together and have this r- friendship which i think is great cuz it tells girls that it's not all about the boys in their life it's about developing those those friendships so it looks like it's going to get on the raunchy side uh, you know of of comedy which is unfortunate cuz i i'd like to see that's something that i struggle with with female comedians it's like sometimes they think they need to be really dirty raunchy to be funny and i would i'd like to see some smarter comedies but that's not going to stop me from sitting down and, and watching banana split uh when this one comes out yeah I mean, don't get me wrong the raunchier ones are funny too <laughs> yes they are they are uh well i am even more interested in it now now that i have yeah. placed now that you have placed for me <laughs> that that connection to dirk gently that's uh, fantastic i think this is just super charming it, you're right it has all the obviously all the tropes yes uh, the key is are they charming enough to make it feel original that's what i'm yes. what i'm looking exactly. for and so the the bar frankly is pretty low to get me to enjoy a movie like this <laughs> okay uh, so yeah count me in all right meh <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, I, I had to throw that at you. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I don't know about this one. It yeah. could be good. It may be. I mean, honestly, it's one of those trailers that's so full of critic comments that everyone yeah. is pra- singing its praises. I I hope it's going to be as good as they all say it is. It looks like it could be. It could be another book smart, but it also you know could turn into something that I uh, you know forget pretty easily. So I, I hope that it's the former. I guess I'll say that. Okay. I, oh, what, I what I find mind interesting forgetting it easily. Well, yeah. What I what I find interesting is that it actually uh, is several years old. This film actually premiered yeah. in 2018 at the LA Film Festival, and is just it had a very kind of uh, slow run in festivals, and then it's taken this long to actually make it to markets. And let's face it, it's just going to be pushed back now. Yes, or it's going to shoot end up straight yeah. to video. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, cool. All right. Pete? Uh, So that's me. Mm. Yeah. So I said when I shared this with you guys uh, that I picked the trailer without actually even watching it because I just, I, I, it took me immediately back to the joke that the country of Australia Tourism Board pulled a few years ago Mm -hmm. when they released a movie trailer for another Crocodile Dundee movie. Yes. And it was funny. And I was hoodwinked. I was I was absolutely hoodwinked by that. I thought there was going to be a new movie, and I thought, I think, I don't know what to even make of this. I was emotionally distraught by the idea of another Crocodile Dundee movie. So when I saw the very excellent Mr. Dundee to be released in 2020, April 30th, 2020, in Australia, I thought, surely this is the country of Australia 
doing trying to hoodwink us again. Surely that's what they're doing. So I went to Wikipedia, source of all knowledge on the universe, and there it is. It is a real movie. It is a real movie. And so I chose that trailer blind. Now, did I enjoy the trailer? Was I brought, did it bring warm feelings to me? Weirdly, it kind of did. Uh, it's It looks funny. It's funny to see Paul Hogan in this role trying to rebrand himself before becoming a knight. Uh, it's It was funny to see all these other faces that show up in this movie, like Luke Hemsworth <laughs> playing himself as the the what what is it the he's the loneliest hemsworth brother or something like that the the homeliest hemsworth um uh, and, and chevy chase in this movie and wayne knight and john cleese and olivia newton john of course she she's a staple has to be in this movie this is a it, it's a, a crazy ma- a, a cast that could be a funny sort of fourth wall breaking experience uh in and around the crocodile dundee property that is not a crocodile dundee movie so to speak i thought it was charming i feel like this uh, we're gonna at some point end up having to do a series about these movies with actors doing stories about faux versions of themselves that are kind of versions of yeah. themselves but not quite like we can include this we can include yeah, jcvd we can include that yep. nick cage uh, what the one that he's doing right now where he's playing himself Yes, he's playing himself. Uh, the one with um, uh, I'm blanking on his name. The Evil Dead guy. Why oh, he, I shouldn't be blanking on his name. But the oh Bruce Campbell, uh, Bruce Campbell, Bruce where Campbell. he saves all those people when they summon a real demon or whatever. You know, yeah. there's a whole version, a whole series of these films that I think people are clearly having fun with. Maybe all inspired by being John Malkovich. Maybe that's where this all came from. I don't know, but. Mm-hmm. It intrigues me, and I, <laughs> I, you know, I always loved Paul Hogan. I always loved Crocodile Dundee. I felt so bad for him in the 2000 Olympics when they had him dress up in the costume again, and he was one of the people out there kind of dancing to celebrate the country. I'm like, ah, poor Paul. He doesn't need to be remembered just for that. Um, I yeah. hope that this uh, is a fun opportunity for all of us to kind of relive all this. So we'll see. I, I'm curious about this one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Watching something like this reminds me of... Oh, gosh. It must have been in the mid to late 80s. Bob Goldthwaite was doing some stand-up comedy thing, and he talked about people watching Lucille Ball when she was older, still doing physical comedy. And he's like, no, this isn't funny. She's old. She could break a hip. Her doing physical comedy is not funny. This is no. And I'm looking at this. I'm like, John Cleese. Oh, Lord, no, no. This is no. Why? And maybe it will be. Maybe it will be smarter than it looks and if it, it does some breaking the fourth wall, very self-aware things, I'm on board with that. But it looks like it might be playing it a little too straight. I mean, there's a few moments like the, no, it's a, I've got a bigger knife. That's not the line. I've been doing this for 20 years. I know the line. I'm like, yes, we we all know that's, yep, that's yep. a knife. I yeah, know. no, it's, it's, it's a movie it's, that plays yeah. 100% on yeah. nostalgia. Like, oh, that's oh, the sure. only reason. Yeah. And but it's made I was, for guys like us of this age. Like, I if never, you tracked with it. Yeah, I I saw the first one once, and I just never got into the whole franchise. So, yeah. And it's, I, on the other hand, choose joy. Yeah, <laughs> choose joy. That is my trailer, Steve. It is. Please. No, no, no. Oh, you've it's, already done yours. Andy. It's Andy. my turn. I'm sorry. Yeah, Andy. I'm, Andy, with, Andy. I'm picking the, the one that, that Steve has no interest in. Uh, no, it's the tra- <laughs> It just 
this is why I don't watch trailers. Yeah. This one, I saw the first one. I'm like, this just gave every gave me everything. And I'm like, well, it I does. And now, well, see, here's the issue. Yeah. So my trailer is the yeah. the the official trailer for Soul, Pixar's new movie that's coming out. Um, that was expected to come out in June. We'll see when it actually comes out. Um, it is a uh, it is their new film, and I think it looks really interesting. The thing I will say about Pixar in general is they always make terrible trailers, and I don't know what it is about Pixar, but I like none of their trailers have really ever inspired me to really enjoy the movie. And uh, whether I enjoy the movie or not, their trailers always suck. And I, I don't know if it's because they take this path where they're really kind of like laying the whole thing out or what. And I feel like this movie, they're really kind of laying the whole story out because, I mean, you see pretty much well, it feels like you're seeing pretty much the entire story of this musician yeah. who he's kind of lost his passion for music, but he he tries out for a group and gets in. But then he dies or gets seriously injured, his soul leaves his body. And the bulk of the movie is now his soul trying to find his passion again while he works with this infant soul trying to teach her about why living on Earth is a good thing and why this whole thing is is exciting. I, I'm excited about the prospect of it because it, this is a story that I haven't seen Pixar do before. And I, the idea of just following this jazz musician who uh is kind of lost touch with his passion i think could be really interesting and i hope it is jamie fox is the voice for the lead character tina fey is the other infant soul that he partners up with it's uh co-directed by pete doctor who has done plenty of pixar stuff a lot of their greats along with kemp powers which is an interesting choice for co-direction largely because kemp has not directed animation before largely his uh, work has been uh, on the writing staff of Star Trek Discovery for a number of the episodes there. And so it's interesting to see that that Kemp was brought on board to co-direct this one. I'd like to think it's it's more than just the fact that he's an African-American. I want to feel like there has to be, you know, a good reason for them to be picking Kemp to to come on board and and handle this. So I, I'm excited about the story. I'm not that excited by the trailer. I hope that they do something really interesting with this one because it would be it would be great to see an original story like this told. What did you guys think? Uh, I'm I, anytime we get a Pixar movie that takes place in the Inside Out cinematic universe, uh, I'm gonna see it. That's, oh, that's what right. this feels like to me. It's this feels very much like another exploration of. Uh, humanity. The animation looks very, very similar. The tone is very similar. Um, Tina Fey uh, is uh, very similar to Amy Poehler in a lot of ways. And so there are a lot of similarities and they're all things that I like. So I, I feel like it's, you know, we're, we're moving in the right direction. Um, I'm very excited to see David Diggs uh, on the cast. I, I think he is just terrific and the more movies he does the better felicia rashad obviously is amazing quest love you know we just did <laughs> bamboozled and he was in the house band <laughs> uh and so uh it's that's that's uh perfect uh the other thing is the music this is obviously a movie that's going to be very much uh influenced by the or or, or very much sort of guided by the music that that is in there. And the music is done by John Batiste and uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. And uh, I think they're, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan. Count me as a big fan of the work of all three of those people. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it sounds great. I don't know why the meh 
I don't know why, but I'm going to let Steve sell it. <laughs> well, it just, it, it tipped its hand so much on this. And I thought, yeah, okay. <laughs> I like this better when it was called It's a Wonderful Life, uh, which is not the case. But I mean, it is. It's the, oh, you 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 are, you know, outside of your life looking at things and learning how meaningful life is. And I, I agree that's a interesting story to tell. But it I was just so disappointed that it showed me so much of what it was. Because I had seen the initial try. I thought, oh, OK, it's about the soul. And he's... He, doesn't want to be dead and, you know, going off the path. And okay, now we're in the afterlife, sort of, as Pete said, in the sort of inside, you know, out, upside down, whatever, interior <laughs> soul scape <laughs> cinematic universe gives you a lot of fun things that you can do. And I thought that's, that's great. But then they, they showed me what this is really going to be about. And I thought, okay, now I know all the heartstrings you're going to pull. How I'm going to be emotionally manipulated. Now I know what I'm going into. And I would rather not do that. I would rather discover that aspect of it. And if it was any other company, I might say, oh, maybe they're, they're really disguising this and they're showing us something that's all front end and there's really more to it. But no, I know this is, they're giving us everything that this is going to be about. And it just, makes me feel less motivated to go and watch this in the theater because I know what I'm in for. Well, I think you could make the exact same. I mean, you could really just swap out, you know, soul for inside out. The trailer gave away everything. And yet I still really enjoyed the movie. Oh, sure. I know it'll so, be it'll be good. It will definitely be enjoyable. I just am grumpy old man because they ruined it for me. You sure are. <laughs> yep. Somebody peed on Christmas. That's right. Hey, my, at, least, in my at least he didn't pee on you. <laughs> no. That's so right. There's always That's a positive. Right. Are we going to do some re-ranking? Uh, oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, let me get that ready. Yeah. I'm never quite prepped for that, but yeah. Uh, yeah. What are we doing here, Steve? We're re-ranking movies, some of which I've seen, some I may not have seen, some Andy may guess whether or not I've seen them. Let's find out. It's a game in a game. It's a game in a game inside a game wrapped in a puzzle. So we're going to re-rank right. movies on our flick chart. We currently have 444 movies on it. One of which is 2001. <laughs> Here we go. First up, Steve, you're keeping track of how many I do. Yep. Beneath the Planet of the Apes. This is the second film. From 1970, or Dark City, Dark City, Dark All the City. Way City. Yeah. That is a great one. That held steady in spot 202 on All our right. chart. Second up, The Secret in Their Eyes, El Secreto de Sus Ojos, or Thief. Oh, it's definitely El Secreto de Sus Ojos. Yeah. Ricardo Darín, you have my heart. Yes. And Steve has not seen that yet, but he has seen Thief. I have not seen Thief yet. Oh, you haven't seen Thief? Oh, I, I, I have would've... not seen Thief yet. So you haven't I seen would have guessed you've seen Thief. I know. Because that's I know. It's one Mann, that I should have James seen. It's, I, yes, I know. Yeah. All right. So Secret in Their Eyes yeah. wins. Judo or Major League? I will pick, pick Judo. Steve has one, seen me too, Major League. Two, that surprises me. Why? Major League is fun, but Judo is like Zhang Yimou beauty. Uh, Steve it's has seen like Major that, League, but yeah. not Judo. Is that correct? Steve doesn't remember if he's seen another one of them. Steve's forgot. I, I, I don't remember if I've seen all of Major League. I may have seen it once way back when. But I've, I, That's what I meant. You saw it once way back when. Yeah. And can't remember if you've when. seen it. Yeah. <laughs> and can't remember because I just don't care about it. That's so, what I mean. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, Pete, what did That's you pick? That's what I mean. I just don't care. I don't care. 
What did you pick? You picked Judo Pete, right? Judo, yes. I stand with Andy. Next up, we have Funny Girl from 1968 and Barbara Streisand, Omar Sharif versus 12 Monkeys. 12 Monkeys, monkeys. please. Steve has not seen Funny Girl. You're right. I have not. Much to my wife's disappointment, I think. Yes, that's right. Well, make her happy tonight and go watch it. Next up, we have Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Uh, Or Fargo. Oh, wow. A little Cohen brother wow. battle here. A Fargo for me, though. Oh, brother for me. Ooh, Steve, you've seen them both. It's I all have on seen you. Them both. Oh, and by the way, 12 Monkeys held steady at 149. I forgot to mention that. Fargo for me. Oh, brother for Pete. Steve, the balance of flick chart hangs on your shoulders. <laughs> you are the double sided lightsaber I'm gonna... <laughs> of this discussion. I'm going to I'm going to make my pick and then I'm going to R U N N O F T. Oh wow. <laughs> wow. This is going to be big because Fargo is pretty high in our chart. No brother has as you know was right in the middle I'm, of our chart for quite a long time. It was the yeah, old brother block. So O brother is I'm about I'm the gosh to have, darn paterfamilias. It's going to have on. a big burst. Oh no, I take it back. That's it. wow. Okay, O brother must have had another boost at some point cuz it held steady at 63. All right, I'm a dapper Dan man. You, you I'm are, a dapper we'll Dan man. All right, next up, we have 101 Dalmatians, the animated film we talked about with the Bancroft brothers. Or Brazil, my favorite film of all time. Oh, Guess what I'm picking. <laughs> Brazil for me, too. Brazil, yes. yes. Uh, Brazil held steady in spot 33. Next up, we have... I feel like we should file a bug report on that ranking. Yes. <laughs> yes, we need something. Stagecoach from our 1939 series or the Magnificent Seven remake... From our Magnificent Seven series. I will say Magnificent Seven remake over Stagecoach. Yeah, I'm going to go with that too. Denzel. Why? Denzel. I, you know, no. Stagecoach is fine. It's good. I just end up, um, I end up, it's, it's a hard one for me to watch because of the animals, the way they were treating the horses and stuff, which That's I know exactly does right. not take the film itself into account, but I can't help but think of the way that they tied the horses feet down and just the awful things they takes did me to too make far those. out of it it's, it's a oh, rough it one to watch yeah. though no and yeah. it, it it is a rough one and there's a lot of films that have borrowed elements from that so coming back watching like well there's what was so great about this movie it's i mean yeah. it's it's it is a john I, it's Ford a classic i mean oh, it yeah, is it is definitely yeah. and it's got some great oh, yeah. stuff going on but i just end up I will, stumbling uh, on those yeah. things now and it's 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 yes. a thing outside of con the context of the film itself yes. but it yeah. still is one of those things that i end up having an issue with yeah oh yeah no it's i could go either way on that one so yeah that's that's fine well, Magnificent Seven is what we picked. That went up and, from 376 oh, to 241. Whoa. A little bit of a jump there. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Stagecoach was a little high for my taste, I guess. Yeah. Next up, we have A Star is Born, the original from 1937, or Interstellar. Ooh. Interstellar. I will definitely say Interstellar. That was one that really uh, surprised me the second go around. Uh, Steve has not seen A Star is Born yet, but has seen that's, Interstellar. That's correct. So you would say your Interstellar is your Children of Men? It is. That's a great thing to say, referencing Pete's uh, Children of Men Pete's, yeah. transition. Yeah. Yeah, hey, so I've been canonized. You there you go. All right, next up we have Lethal Weapon, the original, or uh, The Professional. Leon, The Professional. Wait, what was the first one? Lethal I Weapon. Forgot. Oh. Mm. I'm going to say Lethal mm. Weapon. I don't have the love for yeah. Leon that a lot of other people do. I I do have the love for Leon, and I'm still going to say Lethal Weapon. No! 
Steve, you've seen them both, and you're wrong. Yes! Everyone! Yes, Gary Oldman screams really. If it was just ranking oh. Gary Oldman, sure, I'd put him above. Yeah, no, weapon, the whole. Oh, oh man, this is the so, original oh. Lethal Weapon. It's a pretty solid film, and it held steady at two ten. So solid. Pete and I already when, had that when, in the right when, spot. When, when, did you, when did you guys rewatch that for That's, our series? I don't know. Whenever we ranked, I, I know. I know. Sometime I know. in the last ten years. In the last good. ten years, yeah. Because does it still hold up? Does Mel Gibson's butt still hold up? Mel Gibson's butt will always hold All right. up. All right. So quarter off that <laughs> butt. Yeah. All right. This will be the last okay, one, Andy. Last one. Uh, oh, this is two great films. Paranorman. Okay, wait, wait. Okay, stop. Paranorman. I'm going to say uh, the second one. Whatever comes next. What is this game? You're you're pre-choosing. Okay. I'm pre-choosing. Let's see if I'm right. Paranorman <laughs> or... Or 2001. 2001. <laughs> That's right. David Fincher's Zodiac. Oh. Hey, well, yes. I'll go with that. Uh, yeah, I will too. I mean, I love Paranorman, <laughs> but it's Zodiac. Yeah. Steve, you have not uh, seen Paranorman yet, but you have seen game. Zodiac. I like this. Yeah, I have. I've seen pieces of Paranorman. I have not seen the whole thing, but I will take Zodiac. <gasps> yeah. oh, Zodiac had a quite the so jump good. just now from 101 to 38. Whoa, Paranorman was that high? Paranorman, we yeah, we love it around these parts. Do you, so Zodiac is another one that I've I've taken a turn on. I think I I think when I initially saw it, when I realized that they it doesn't have the most concrete of endings, I think I was disappointed. But I've learned to grow up and. Just deal with it. <laughs> deal with stuff. Okay. We like it that when that happens. Yeah. Now, yeah. if you could just do that with 2001, we'll keep working on no. it. We'll yes. keep working Ship on it. By the Someday. When you're on your deathbed, I can't wait to have that conversation. Andy, I finally He's going to bring in a big black bottle <laughs> right, at your deathbed right oh, there. Oh, I totally am going to do that. I can't wait for that day now. <laughs> Not that I'm waiting for you to die, Pete. Please but tell still. me that came out wrong. <laughs> uh, let's just say I, I, need hope to start, I need to start sending you tchotchkes from 2010. <laughs> I'm hoping that you're giving me plenty of time to prep. Let's just put it that way. Oh, okay. All right. That's right. You need all the time I can get. <laughs> there you go. Okay, we are um, done with that, and now we're jumping into our lists for, da, da, da. for the list this week. We posted over in our Show Talk channel because the movie we talked about this week on the show was Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. We put some options up for everyone to vote on for us to talk about with our movie lists. The options were movie riots, hot weather movies, or isolated geography, more than a house, less than a city. The film <laughs> or the the choice that got the most votes was hot weather movies. So that is what we'll it be was. talking about tonight. Who uh, Steve gets to kick it off uh, because he picked the trailer first. So hot weather movies. Yes. First up. Uh, it's It's hot. It's sweaty. They're sweaty bodies in oh, I already, Lawrence Kasdan's 1981 say, body heat. As soon as you said that, I knew I already yep. had a steal. Yep. That's a double oh, steal. That's a like. steal for you? That's a steal for me. Double steal. Oh. Because, come on. We haven't had Turner, William Hurt. Ever. Yeah. That is a, that's a. That's like the first thing that comes to mind. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That was exactly the first thing that comes to mind. Yep. Dang. Okay. All right, Pete. Um. Well, I'm going to do one. I'm going to go back in time a little bit uh, more, and I'm going to... This is one that I I, I know it, it makes me think of a hot southern summer, uh, but also I watched it for the first time in a hot summer, and so it is just 
all summer. It's summer. It's in a, a hot courtroom that is cooled only by the stale wind moving through the yeah. courtroom. It is To Kill a Mockingbird. Oh, oh not what I was okay. going to say. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to uncross out you. that movie. Okay. That was That's good. A, it's I okay, how Andy, that out. Okay. All right. Oh, good stuff. I'm a adjusting my list already because I anticipate what Andy's doing. So, uh, Well, I'm not going to say, I'm, uh, you know. You're saving it? I'm saving okay. it because I'm going to go with okay. one. I, I, You know, I'm always torn. Do I go with one that that I want to make sure that I get to yeah. include on my list? Or am I right. doing this, this faux ranking that Pete likes to pretend we have where the first thing we do is number three on our list and we build up to number one? <laughs> I always. Pete's not the only one. Steve's in my camp too. I, but yeah, that's why I it's, it's to do impossible it. to do yeah. because I'm always trying yeah. to make sure I get one out before it gets stolen. So I feel like complexities <laughs> of the game, man. I know we come to play. Well, I'm doing what is is my number three. So I'm allowing you guys to steal even more from my list. I know. <laughs> yes. I know Steve's about to steal my next uh, one. But anyway, or am I? This is a film that nobody talks about anymore. Um, it completely disappeared from uh, all conversation. But it was a. I, I found it to be an incredibly beautiful story about friendship, about romance, about uh, just you know life in um, you know old age. It's the um, Randa Haynes film from 1993, wrestling Ernest Hemingway, uh, Robert Duvall plays a, a a former Cuban barber who is very all about his manners and making sure everything is done right and his tango dancing. Richard Harris is a crusty, boozing Irish sea captain, and Shirley MacLaine is the one who um, is the uh, landlord for the place they live. Plus, you have Sandra Bullock in it. It is, uh, and it's all taking place in a very hot uh, Florida summer. And uh, it's just a great film about friendship in old age and romance and everything great film worth checking out wrestling Ernest Hemingway wow and I bet that's not a steal I would be surprised if either of you have seen this movie no I haven't seen I it. might have made you watch it with me in no I you do I maybe you tried but I nevertheless <laughs> you I probably resisted. saw the cover <laughs> two old men on a park <laughs> bench no <laughs> thanks yep, yep. <laughs> What is this? Uh, in the cinematic universe of grumpy old men? What is this? <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. All right, Steve. Number two. All right. Do it. Good. Rip the band off. Name it. What 12 is, Angry what is Men. It? What is God, Yes, it is 12 of Angry Men. Uh, of course it is. Why would you? I mean, I've got some backups here because I'm like, I'm putting these here. They're not going to stay here, but I'll put them here and got my trailer out first. So, yes. And uh, mine are going in, in order like this, but... I, I didn't see this film till later. I, I don't think I, I think I was in my late twenties by the time I saw this. And it's something I just was one that I thought, how did I miss this movie? I cannot believe this masterpiece. It, it eluded me for so long. Just never got around to seeing it. You so didn't see it in 1957. No, I didn't. I didn't see it back then. I didn't see it in high school when I was working at the video store, all of these things, all these opportunities didn't, didn't see it till actually I was, um, it was my first year of teaching, and there was a whole class, and we talked about the different personalities of in the courtroom and sort of the roles that people will take on in groups in terms of uh, you know somebody that tries to keep everything on task, other people that get to, it was it was great. It took me to a different level of analysis with that, and I really enjoyed it. So, have either of you seen the the Russian remake of the film in, from two thousand seven uh, by Nikita Mikhalkov? Mik- 
I no. think is how you say his name. No. Uh, it was nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. Great, great oh, really? remake. Yeah, it was a wonderful retelling. Definitely check that one out too. But uh, yeah, okay. either way, it's it's a great story worth checking out. I can't. All right, can't Pete. believe it. All right. Well, All right, uh, you might ask yourself, how hot is it? It's hot. It's real hot. Damn hot. Your crotch is so hot, you can cook things in it. As a little man dressed in orange robes, burst into flames. <laughs> Good morning, Food, Vietnam. it's hot. <laughs> this is... What, were you born on the sun? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. I'm going to go with Good Morning Vietnam. There's a classic of the uh, Robin Williams improvisational style, and uh, he's just, he's too, too good in this movie. And uh, it's a, it's one of those movies that's uh, funny because of him and, and manages to have a lot of heart about a very serious time and a very serious place. So, great film. Good Morning Vietnam. I am, uh, I felt almost obligated to put this one on my list. I don't know if I, I would have otherwise, because I, I remember it being good, uh, but it didn't blow me away. But still, it is a hot summer, and it is Spike Lee. It is Summer of Sam. Oh. All right. Yeah. And since we're doing our Spike Lee series, I felt, you know what? We should put that one on the list. Uh, Adrian Brody, John Leguizamo, Mira Sorvino, Jennifer Esposito, Anthony LaPaglia, uh, it's uh, you know it's about the summer of Sam yeah. when uh, the the um, uh, son of Sam is uh, running around New York killing people during the summer and tensions get high just like they do and do the right thing and uh, people uh, you know react to people who are different. Um, pretty interesting film. I'm actually looking forward to rewatching it when I finally get to my Spike Lee um, chronological um, series that I'll eventually do one of these days um summer of sam that's my second pick excellent choice oh i'm so hot <laughs> Ooh, Steve. all right so this top of my list one of my top films of all time and it takes place in a really hot summer where people are sitting around and when you've got an injured photographer with nothing better to do look at his neighbors alfred hitchcock creates one of his best movies with rear window didn't you just do that last week <laughs> I don't care. I was like, nobody's going to pick that because going. it was yeah. just on the show last week for surveillance films. <laughs> exactly. It doesn't matter. I love it so much. I will talk Next about week, it every I'm week. I'm going to find a way to squeeze where her window in again. Hey, don't worry, Andy. It'll be a steal. I'm sure someone over across the way is wearing blackface. <laughs> I thought about that. I was like, I think I just did this on surveillance. I don't care. Because if I if I'm gonna go by what is my top movie on about hot days, it's but the challenge one. is to do uh, anyway. Whatever, it's great. <laughs> no, that's great your movie. challenge. That's your challenge. Okay. <laughs> All right, Pete. <laughs> uh, okay. I, weirdly, I wrote it on my list as a backup just in case yeah. Pete picked it because I'm like, surely yeah. Steve won't pick it again. But anyway, <laughs> yes, he will. Surprise. <laughs> All right. Of course, well, you know, we're still, we still. I'm waiting for Pete's, you know, sweaty Woody Allen movie that he's going to pick. For you the know what? I, I'm yes, not right, going right. to do a, a bananas, a sweaty Woody Allen movie. <laughs> Because that joke is totally played, you guys. We're done. But I will tell you this, that I am going to pull a Steve, and I'm going to do a movie that we've talked about on the show. But it's been many years. It is, it is a movie that – this was the first movie that I think I thought of uh, probably because, I, A, I love it, and B, because there, it's so hot there's actually fire involved in it. Uh, and, and so uh, I'm 
I'm I'm going to show you the life of the mind. I'm going to talk about Barton Fink, 1991. Uh, It is is one of my favorite, John Goodman, John Turturro. uh, They are uh, terrific in this. Have you read the Bible, Pete? (laughs) The Holy Bible? Yeah, (laughs) I think so. Anyway, I've heard about it. (laughs) I just, that movie is just full of uh, immensely quotable material, and uh, it is a, a great story about a writer struggling to deliver. So, uh, fantastic film, Barton Fink, 1991. Yeah, that's a good one. It was a good one. I knew, I knew it was out there. It was, it was, it was a backup. I thought maybe was, Steve would next pick one it. On my, yeah, well, instead Eight. of Rear Window, it was right, actually, it was right there yeah. on my list. I'm ashamed. Number four. I'm ashamed. Mm. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. It's fine. Great uh, thing to pick. I'm really torn now because I was honestly hoping that my last, um, between my last two, that you would pick one of them so I didn't have to uh, leave one off. Um, I guess that's where we sit right now. Um, so now I'm torn. One will have to just be um, a backup. You know, I am going to go with a film that I find to be really, uh, I, I think it, it probably, I don't know, they both work well in context of just doing Spike Lee, but this is a film that I think gives you a really challenging protagonist. Um, and uh, because he's, <laughs> Working his way across the city to kill his wife. Um, it is, of course, Joel Schumacher's uh, film from 1993, Falling Down. Uh, it, it is a it's a difficult film to watch, but there's something really fascinating about watching Michael Douglas as he kind of uh, goes on this. Uh, I mean, he really kind of breaks down. He snaps. It's hot outside in L.A. and he's stuck in traffic and he just snaps and decides to take the world into his own hands and off he goes. And of course, I guess Robert Duvall, there you go. I've got a little Robert Duvall thing going. He is in this as the uh, cop trying to stop him. Really interesting film. Definitely something that is worth looking into and talking about. Not a film for everyone, but uh, because it is quite challenging, but I enjoy it. Falling Down. I had that on my list as a backup. I thought Pete was going to be the really? one to take that one. This is what for we're going to have to start yeah. doing as our new challenges. Yeah. Who's guessing going who's going to do which. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, I don't think, did you get any steals, Andy? Did anybody steal anything from you? I don't think so. Yes. Who? Steve stole 12 Angry Men. Oh, so, right. Steve stole 12 Angry Men yeah. from both yeah. of us and yeah. Body Heat from both yeah. of us. Yes. Uh, and yet, I Double have to steal. tell you, uh, I am. I think this is a still a great list of movies. Our backups were clearly already oh, yeah. pretty good. Well, I had other Dog Day Afternoon and In the Heat of the yeah. Night as two oh. other backups. Yep, Dog yeah. Day Afternoon. Pete, yeah. did you put on that I stole rear, rear uh, window from myself you're from not, last week? You're not going to get the punchline on that joke, Steve. <laughs> you're not going to get it. <laughs> you haven't earned it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the only other one that I had that hasn't been mentioned yet was uh, Seven Year Itch was the other hot weather movie. I, I at one point, oh, started so. searching for, uh, you know, I went to Letterboxd yeah. to see what other lists do people put yeah. together. And that's turns out oh, that's... No. Not uh, great for research, but it's great for other things. <laughs> when you search for, I can't even say, I, I said, like, eventually I got down to movies where it's hot. <laughs> and the lists, movies where Al Pacino is hot, movies where Paul Dano is hot, 2018 movies where it's clear that the protagonists are going to uh, uh, have sex after the ending, yeah. movies where kids get annihilated and it's funny. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that was a that was a turn, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so it, there's a great set of lists: movies with hot dads. 
that's appropriate, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, it was. It's a great list. Thanks, Letterbox, for just being awesome. So, yeah. <laughs> as always, what are we going to do next week? Well, we're talking about Bamboozled. Uh, so that is uh, that's the next Spike Lee series in our series. Well, got to be um, great satire. Our favorite sat- satirical films. Okay, that's a pretty yep. big it's, thing for yep. sure. Sure. I'm going to have to remember how to do this new poll thing because uh, I've already forgotten. But anyway, I'll worry about that uh, off the show. Uh, great satires. Yeah. Okay. Do we do one with, um, is it too challenging films that shoot in multiple formats? I feel like that might be I way too I think that's really hard. Yes. Very limiting. We have uh, show business films that depict TV production. Yeah, I think we. I think yep. actually, if we constrain ourselves to TV production, yeah. I would like to do that. Films yeah. that depict okay. TV, TV production. production. No movies. No film sets. Okay. Yeah, films that depict TV production. And then I'll put in parentheses. Pete is very specific about that. Okay, I'll okay. own that. That's good. That's fine. Uh, what else do we have? What else okay. do we have? Um, we have. I'm avoiding the blackface thing because that's just. Yeah, well, that's yeah, no, just I don't. Not, I'd that's just... rather not lean into that. What else goes on in Bamboozled? We have the. Um... We have our protagonist trying to get fired. Is that something like. Can we come up know, with other movies? Protagonists are trying to get themselves fired. I feel like that might be a hard one to come up with. Oh, well, it would definitely be our challenge pick. That's How why brave I don't want we? to do it. Somebody's going to choose it. All of the people are going to choose it. It's the point. All the people will choose it. And that, yeah. <laughs> well, could it, could I it be, be sick? I will have coronavirus next week. Can't record. Would it be uh, self-destructive life choices? Okay. Oh, I, I like that phrasing that. of that. Yeah. Broaden yeah. that, a little, broad, broaden yeah, that out a little good. bit. Way to go go okay so that's it great satires films that depict tv production and self-destructive life choices all right that's all right. good that sounds good so that's those are the options for the movie lists we will put together next week they're going up at our show talk channel over on discord if you want to vote then uh, become a patreon member and you can jump into the show talk channel and you can get your vote in before next week uh, how do they become a Patreon member? Pete? Well, that's really easy, Andy. They do that over at patreon.com slash the next reel or the next reel.com slash Patreon. Do you see what we did there? Is that palindromic or anagrammatic? <laughs> <laughs> we invite you to join up to support sure the show. Uh, you get uh, you get some you get some stuff if you join the show. First of all, you get access to the fantastic next reel community. It is a uh, it's one of those communities where we uh, sometimes disagree about movies, and yet people are still awesome. Uh, so if you'd like to have a different kind of movie conversation, join the Patreon community, patreon.com slash the next reel and jump in to our discord channel and have that conversation because these people are some of the best movie people on the Internet. Uh, and now Steve would like to promote the merch. If you're going to go to our merch store, there's one thing you probably shouldn't buy, and that is our I Am Patient Zero shirt. That might not be the thing to be wearing in this day and age. I don't know. However, I dare you, I challenge you to take on the I Am Patient Zero t-shirt challenge and buy one over at thenextreel.com slash merch. Well said. We need to send send that to Tom Hanks, actually. Oh, you're right. Send it to him in Australia. Track down his agent. 
All right. Well, that's it, everybody. All so right. thank you so much for okay. tuning in. And we appreciate all of the support. And uh, see ya next Thanks, time. Thanks, everybody. Hondo. Andy, according to my friend, Internet, this is what Letterboxd is. Letterboxd is a global social network for grassroots film discussion and discovery. Use it as a diary to record and share your opinion about films as you watch them, or just keep track of films you've seen in the past. Showcase your favorites on your profile page. That is a lot. You bet it is. That's why I want you to tell our fair listeners just one thing you do with Letterboxd that has changed the way you watch movies. Let them have it. Okay, are you ready for this? So ready. I love lists. As of today, I have 246 lists in my account. I use them to track the movies I watch, organize them in all sorts of different ways. I track them by hand. I clone lists from other people. I use them to plan what I'm going to be watching. All sorts of things. I just, I love creating lists. It's a fantastic tool. Sexiest animated characters. Andy, what is this? We love Letterboxd. And if you're a movie lover, we are sure you will too. And when you upgrade from the free account, you will remove ads and support the great Kiwi team building this amazing service. Just use the discount code NEXTREEL or visit thenextreel.com slash letterboxd to get 20% off your pro or patron membership. And it works for renewals as well.